Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Andrew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 538. For comics originally releasing November the 6th, 2019. Before doing, I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday. Drew, this is a bit of a different podcast. Yeah, we are live on location. Yeah. We took a little trip. We're at our father's house, and so we're in Indiana. We're cutting firewood like the manly men that we are. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing a lot of log splitting, uh, working on tractors, that sort of thing. And um, we thought we could still squeeze in a podcast. Probably might sound a little different because we're in a very echoey um, hotel room. Mm-hmm. Not ideal, but uh, we hope that just getting this episode is... Just a gift enough. Absolutely. And this time I'll be able to tell when Drew rolls his eyes at me. <laughs> exactly. I definitely will. Do and this might actually lead to less talking over each other. Yeah. Or when we do, it'll just be both of us and we could kind of hash it out. So it'll be less of a... That's, that's true. That's true. This, this will probably not ever happen again, but still. <laughs> still. Let's start with some feedback. Uh, Aaron Churchill wrote in, Drew, your solo, solo cast was appreciated. We tune in for the thoughts and the content. The back and forth of the dynamic duo is great. Uh-huh. However, knowing you care enough to get something out means a lot. Ah, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Take that into mind on this one. <laughs> <laughs> now on to starting on to starting with Batman. Uh, it was a question we got in a previous episode where we talked about the best way to start with Batman for someone who's never read any. Um, Aaron's saying start with Detective Comics and Batman by Norm Brayfogle and Alan Grant, late 80s, early 90s. Those were re- very well done in one or two issue stories. There's some of that, the question depth to mostly straightforward Batman detective superhero stories. A very overlooked and not talked about enough period in Batman's history. Norm is the Batman artist to me. I looked, up, looked it up and there are trade paperbacks available. So there you go. Whoever that was that asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> so much of an overlooked that uh, I'm unaware if I know those ones very well. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, as for Scott Snyder, I like the guy, but Court of Owls is really the only thing I'd give someone as a starter. A lot of the New 52 lost me, especially that robo-Gordon Batman. Oh, I forgot about that. That was awful. <laughs> a new reader would be like, huh? I want to read Batman. Though the last issue in the New 52 is a great Batman read. I don't remember that either. Um, As for Martin Scorsese, we can let him have his thoughts. But I believe time will show these to be great, a great fun watch. All these uh, Marvel Marvel movies. movies. Um, What else are movies supposed to do? They entertain. Different levels and degrees. Or even educating, but still entertainment. I heard on another podcast, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was panned when it came out. And now it's a classic. There you go. Some of my favorite movies were just DOAs when they came out. It's yeah. a long time later. Yeah, I mean, wasn't um, Office Space like a bomb? Uh-huh. One of my favorite, Donnie Darko. Nobody cared about when it first yeah. came out. Yeah. So, But I mean, these, these movies made like a billion dollars. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. not really Nothing going one under the radar as yeah. far as that. End game's concerned. Maybe critically it'll come, they'll mm-hmm. come around now. Uh, as for three uh, comic pet peeves I have, uh, not having good comic conversation in my local comic book shop. Okay, that can suck. Um, when stores mark up the comics before you even walk in on Wednesday, 
or pull all the secret variants, etc. There was one time I heard a guy behind the counter bragging about how he took a popular issue off the rack before it, before it sold out. I'm not going to say I wouldn't do the same thing in a similar situation, but customer service would keep me from rubbing it in customers' faces at least. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, as a comic book speculator, we are kind of like little tiny mini uh, comic book shops yeah. in that we buy comics to sell. So I can't really blame them to do it, but we hate it when they do stuff. But like we that. don't have a succinct customer base who relies on us for no. their books. No. That we are no, we, we are any. vulturing things from people that we know are coming in for their True. their daily True. and weekly True. version of their things. But I do understand the idea of um, monitoring what's coming out and capitalizing on the supply and demand. To an extent, but I never think they should take them all as a shop owner. So I see what he's saying on that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the people that pull uh, stuff out of pull boxes um, and it just disappears, those are the people that need to burn in hell forever. <laughs> and the people that mark up independently orderable, orderable cover Bs on the day they release are awful, awful yeah. people. Even though DC is not doing that. Have you noticed? They're soliciting their cover Bs for a dollar more. Because they're, they're, uh, the, 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 that's to justify it. Yeah. But it's all, it was because stores were doing that and stores were saying there's more demand for this. You should, you could get more out of these cover bees because the art's better. Yeah. Um, so they're actually, um, the publisher's actually doing it, mm-hmm. which is, which is weird. But yeah, to justify that extra, and not to say it's just because art's better than on the A cover, <laughs> they are uh, they're making it a cardboard stock. Uh, let's see. Oh, his third pet peeve: when a comic gets oversaturated. I really like Black Hammer, and I want Jeff Lemire to make as much money as possible. He deserves it. But at a certain point, I just fell off because I didn't know what was what anymore. Man, it's like I wrote this one. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with this a hundred percent because. Black Hammer was so great in the beginning, and then, yeah, you're right, uh, oversaturated. He goes on to say, stick to the main comic, do a mini within the comic, bonus comic in the back, something like that, get a fill-in artist, whatever you need to do. But at the end of the day, all the minis, relaunches, etc., I just stopped trying. The only exception, I would say, is something crazy like a crossover with DC, like they are doing now. It's a great promotion for Black Hammer. Oh, the Black Hammer Justice League, mm-hmm. he's talking about. Um, it's obviously easy to just to distinguish from the main comic and make sense and isn't confusing as a mini. Otherwise, stop. Do whatever you want within the main comic and keep me focused, or else I'd jump off. Black Hammer is just a recent example of a comic I really liked. Everyone, including the big two, have done this numerous times in the past. Yeah, yeah they just milk stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they find something that's successful and then they just ride it until it dies. Yeah, with like animosity and aftershock. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that was so great at the beginning and then they then there was a spin-off and yeah, then they cut it. the main storyline and went somewhere else and then there was another single issue mm-hmm. here and yeah. Uh Eric, our friend from Cowabunga, and in his pop pet peeves as well. Um making character changes because editorial or creative are lazy and unwilling to come up with new characters. Seems like that's that's Lemire, I yeah. think. Has no issue doing this. Uh, Overstreet. Making character changes because... Oh, he's talking about like 
changing their gender. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, okay. Because instead don't... of writing something interesting for yeah. this person to do, let's just change them, and then aha. Do you think that's it... because if you work for the big two, you don't get to own your ideas? So if you come up with a new Harley Quinn, a new idea like Harley Quinn, you get to give it to them. Yeah, and it could be a billion dollar idea. Yeah, I mean you'll be known as the creator of that, but you weren't cashing in on the monetization of that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can go to cons and be Rob Liefeld and sign Deadpool mm-hmm. first appearances for fifty bucks. So, like, who was the creator of Spider Gwen? Don't I? I don't know. I can't remember, but we don't know. So there's that. But I mean, they, that spawned into the Spider Verse movie. Yeah, one of the most popular Halloween costumes. She's already had you know seven series on that thing. So yeah, that kind of thing. So some of these new characters. Yeah, I can see where you're saying they're not. People aren't necessarily getting the credit for creating new characters within DC and Marvel. So yeah. Some of the creativity's yeah. gone. Yeah, so I, I you're saying Lemire has no problem doing this, but he's doing it for some like Dark Horse, which is mm-hmm. it's probably giving him a piece of yeah. ownership too. Yeah. Uh, let's see, number two, Overstreet for modern and commonly sold titles. No, sir. No, sir, your late eighties and nineties run of the mill X Men books are not going to be eight dollar books. <laughs> see, Overstreet. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I'll I'll let him. He can have this. But I'm sure he has people that come in and say, "Oh, I I have you know, 110 issues of this X Men run that's overprinted like crazy. Oh yeah, and they're yeah. eight bucks a piece. So that should be that should mean you're giving me nine hundred dollars. No, not at all. I'm going to get a dollar out of these books. Gotcha. Which means I got to give you fifty cents out of these books. Gotcha. But you know, the Overstreet's going to say, "Well, this is an eight dollar book because it's thirty years old." Gotcha. Uh, number three, creators who go out of their way to tell customers not to buy their book if they follow person X or believe political position Y, only to come back whining, asking what they can do to get more people to buy their books. <laughs> We've seen a few examples of that recently. <laughs> people who uh, jump and quickly say things like, well, if you're this kind of person, don't bother. And then when they get, they just don't have the sales to keep up, they just kind of wonder why. Yeah. Uh, Tony asks, did you know that there's a new market for comics aimed at young comic readers that has opened up? That combined with the ever-increasing mainstream popularity of manga has revolutionized what material fans want to read. According to BookScan sales, and for you guys that don't know, most of you probably know, but BookScan is different from the charts we do from Comicron. It says every... non-diamond. That's your, your Barnes & Nobles? Yeah, it's yeah, Amazon, I think. Uh, Barnes and Noble stuff that's actually scanned out of their in the store's inventory into readers' hands. So there could still be books on the shelf; those aren't counted. Just the stuff that was sold out. Um, so according to BookScan sales, forty-one uh, percent of comic sales are juvenile fiction. So that's like your dog. What's that dog book? Um, right, that I, I don't know. I can't. I can't think. Of, um, there's a dog book. There's this Raya Telemeyer, Tel- Telgemeier, mm-hmm. that's always at the top of the charts. There's all these kids' uh, material, um, and their comics, and their there's the stuff that sells through Scholastic. I don't think that's in Bookscan. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be. I don't know. Um, so 41% of those comic scales, according to Bookscan, are that is that juvenile fiction stuff. So um, that's a lot. He said he's saying twenty eight percent are manga books or manga books. Um, so that's almost a third, and that leaves 
uh, he's saying 10% are superhero with other genres taking up the rest. So through book, score, book scan sales, he's saying 10%, only 10% are superhero comics, which is kind of a surprise. Yeah, they're almost all Viz material mangas from what I'm looking from, like I'm looking at the August numbers. So yeah, they're yeah. all My Hero Academia, One Piece, and all the other Viz stuff. Yeah. And then like one, there's Neil Gaiman's Snow, Glass and Apples, hardcover. Yeah. I think the book scans too come out and they have different genres and categories. Yeah. So they don't like do an overall. I don't think. Maybe they do. Um, I think you have to pay for this data anyway to get like. The yeah, there's your dog man you're talking about. Dog man, that's what it is. Yeah. Did I say dog boy? Dog boy. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's, he goes on to say, so how did we get here? What does this mean? And what should the comic industry do to take notice of this growing trend? So how did we get here? Um crappy superhero books yeah six part stories that could have been one part stories uh the same superhero stories over and over again that we read five years ago just five years ago i heard by the way i heard they're doing a new convergence oh yeah dc might be doing convergence too i heard they're going they're talking they're uh, shoot someone was telling me they're reading and they keep talking about uh uh, Flashpoint again. Crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, so that's might be how we got here, or it also might be that um, you know there's less and less people reading superhero comics. Yeah, and kids aren't necessarily gravitating to just that. Um, obviously, from the Dog Boy Dog Man <laughs> <laughs> books popularity, uh, that the, there's there's something else that. That's resonating with kids, and I, you know, we we, we were kids. We went to the Scholastic mm. Book Fair and read. Our we had um, Goosebumps and yeah. stuff like that that we went to. So yeah, and there's all kinds of different things that move the market on this with uh, these Dogman books and stuff. I know when uh, my son and I are looking for books and things like that, we're looking for also things that count towards um, some of his core reading things. That they have to be a certain value book that he can log in and get credit for reading and comics don't count towards any of that but these these independent ones seem to count towards these uh, achievement reading things wow okay there you yeah. go that's interesting but they still count as comics yeah it's weird it is weird okay uh so what does those, this all mean and what should the comic industry do to take notice of this growing trend market you know trade more to kids yeah and this 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 manga thing um May have always been around, and maybe I just didn't notice it. Uh, but I think it's really blown up lately, yeah. especially with all these the streaming services. They're so much easier to get to, and the popularity of your crunchy rolls and stuff. Yeah, a lot of people are gravitating a lot towards mangas. Now, now you've watched some anime. I've been yeah, I've been watching a lot lately because a couple of my buddies are making me watch things. So, what are you watching, and does it have a corresponding uh, print? Yeah, uh, One Punch Man, of course, has big uh, mangas. My Hero Academia has. Big mag, uh, mangas that I watched. I just finished uh, Hunter Hunter, which is you know cycling back up the finality of its manga, we believe, uh, and that kind of thing. So yeah, there's quite a few things that you know. The big thing is there's the original manga and the source material, and then the animes are trying not to go completely with the mangas and kind of, you know divulge just a little bit, and not be so exact. they're their own thing. Yeah. So not every anime is a manga book, and not every. About every anime has a, man, a manga backing, but a lot of times the anime will try to to uh, 
deviate just enough oh. that they're not going shot for shot with the anime because that's not necessarily as popular. Oh, okay. That's, that's interesting. I, 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 you know, I, I've watched very little um, anime, but I know it's it's a it's a blind spot I have. I need mm-hmm. to I need to fill at some point. Um, so between the juvenile fiction uh, manga taking up, that's like three quarters of the book scan market mm-hmm. right there. Um, you know that it, it's encouraging. It should be encouraging to the industry. I think that y- young people are reading, yeah, and reading comic material. They may not be reading superhero books, but uh, you know, neither do I. I read <laughs> I read some. But mm-hmm. I read mostly other stuff. If they're reading that kind of formatted book, then it'd be easier for a lateral move to a comic or a superhero book. Yeah. So I think it's good. Yeah. So let's keep that stuff in front of them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, try to capitalize on it somehow. Yeah, and eventually these markets, I think, will streamline yeah. more and more and more to where, you know, yeah. people will be able to get whatever they want, be it book scan or through... Uh, I, I don't know how you... Like... The people that read manga, right to left, it's crazy. By by and not not. This is anecdotal. I don't have any data for this, but a lot of them that I talk to, they read manga and they read manga only. Yes, correct. And they don't dabble outside of that in any other comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even like Image or uh, any of the back half stuff. Nothing. It's it's manga only. Yeah. Um, now, juvenile fiction, I don't know if there's a better, like, gateway passage from juvenile fiction comics moving them into uh, more diamond-type comics mm-hmm. or not, um, and getting them into comic book stores. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's that's something that's even possible. But I think it'd be cool to try. Yeah. It'd be really cool to try. So, let's keep an eye on that, because, um, you know, I think... These numbers are more interesting to me than um, Marvel slapping 500 covers on a book and it, it's selling 200,000 copies yeah. for a month and yeah. then selling 20,000 copies the month after. This is a little more interesting. I wish we had hard data. Um, I, if, if anybody, yeah, if anybody has it, that and can leak it to us, we'd love to re- yeah. look at it. And picking up these books and looking what they physically look like and what's the differentials between an actual book and what they're considering these... Yeah, what's, what does Dogman look like? Yeah. It, is it an illustrated book, mm-hmm. or is it a comic? Yeah. You know, there's, there's a difference there. Anyway, these are these are great thoughts and questions and comments. We love, we love to hear from our listeners. Um, you can be a part of this as well by emailing us at comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com with your questions, your comments, your gripes. We can't hear, wait to hear what you have to say. Um, and you can also find us on our, find all our social media links on our website, which is comicsfunprofit.com, uh, where you can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can reach out to us that way. Um, sometimes I miss the, those, but I'll catch them eventually, I promise. Um, and again, your donations do keep our podcast going. We appreciate all the support we get from you and there'll be a link in the show notes where you can make a donation and let us know when you do that we'd like to we want to thank you because uh that's really important and something we want to recognize you for so thank you for that now let's move on to the foc 
Of course, the FOC is the final order cutoff. It's your last opportunity to uh, add some books to your order, take a few books away, look at some final art on some books, jump back on a trend before it's too late without having to try to play catch up or secondary market things with these things. Um, of course, your LCS is, uh, will let you look at these FOC things and then you got till midday on Monday to add or do anything with your order um, and usually still get a nice hearty discount for those kind of things. So. We get ours curated from Eric at Cowabunga. He's wonderful and always helps us out with a nice little list for our FOC, so we can always add a few things here. Um, if your LCS does not do an FOC, reach out to Eric at Cowabunga and get on his mailing list that you can uh, be kept up to date with the FOC exclusives and the things from that. And they can also hook you up if you need to order directly from them like we do. So he's actually given us a few extra things here on the FOC. He usually highlights about four items. He did six this week because he said there is just some really good stuff that he knows people are adding to their order day in and day out. And he doesn't want us to miss those kind of things. So the first thing uh, we have from Dark Horse, we have Witchfinder, Reign of Darkness, number one of six. This is apparently from the Hellboy uh, world. Or one of five, yeah. Uh, Mike Mignola book here, so... Apparently a big deal within the world of Hellboy, which I'm unfortunately not in. Conan Serpent War, number one of four. Jim Zub writing for Marvel. Of course, Conan just coming back and a big deal that Marvel was redoing Conan. And now it's on its like 15th different printing. So that's just crazy that we, we've already spun that off to a bunch of different Conan titles. I'm, I'm going to have to double check the numbers on those, see if those are really making a lot of hay for Marvel or what's going on. Ah, here we have the Star Wars number one facsimile edition. That is not by Jim's, Jim Zub. <laughs> no, that one's not Jim Zub. That is uh, the old Marvel Star Wars number one. I have this laying around the house somewhere. Yep, yep, I have one of those too. Um, so this is your chance to get that old Star Wars number one, get that facsimile edition, get it looking crisp and nice, and put it on your wall for a really cool book. We also have Batman Beyond, number 38. Um, we're being told that Batman Beyond has been blowing up lately. Super popular. A lot of people jumping on. So we're going to feature that, bring it up to the top. Lee Weeks doing the cover on that. Lee Weeks doing the cover on that. Nice looking cover on that one. Uh, we have Ghost Rider 2099 jumping off at Marvel. Ed Brisson writing 2099 Ghost Rider on that one. Really cool looking cover. And we have more 2099. We have Venom 2099, also from Marvel. Jody Hauser with a Clayton Crane cover on that one. Um, so it seems like 2099 is a uh, pretty popular thing, and a lot of people jump it on. So if you balked at the opportunity a month ago or whatever, you still have another chance to jump on these 2099s. Let's dig a little deeper into the list and see what else we got. You remember um, the last round of 2099s that we pulled out of quarter boxes uh-huh oh yeah <laughs> how many i, how I many spent did you... I, I i picked up two straight like one through 30 sets of spider-man 29 yeah nine, and i picked them up for a quarter a piece even the number one and then i put them all together and i think i got 40 bucks for the one through 30 on, it, yeah. on both of them and then we did the the there was a doom run mm -hmm. that was always in there um i think they had us just a standard 2099 uh, book as well that was just like a little bit of everybody uh, maybe an FF 2099 yeah. back, that came out back in the day yeah and then I picked up a Deadpool not too long ago that was the first appearance of Deadpool 2099 as well so they were they were hinting at that not too long ago within that title yeah they so we've gone down this road again mm -hmm. um, we'll see how this goes I'm probably gonna dabble in the Spidey 
Yeah. But uh, I'm not doing any ancillary stuff unless it's like amazing and people are just raving about there it. There you go. Now, back to Dark Horse. Anything in there that jumps out at you, Kyle? Nothing a whole lot. Nothing that's real. A few real comics and a few trades and such like yeah. that, but nothing uh, that I can't live without. Yeah, me too. And on to DC. Of course, we talked about Batman Beyond and the ability to jump on those kind of things right there. Now, Basketful of Heads, second issue. Yes. Uh, I read the first issue a couple nights ago. Lived up to what I was hoping it would Excellent. be. Excellent. It is really good. It was Joe Hill mm-hmm. um, throughout. And uh, really, really solid stuff. And I, I, I'm feeling really confident about this Hill House imprint. And I want to be all in on it. Awesome. So run to your LCSs, make sure they have issue one, and then be there by Monday midday to make sure you order your version of uh, two. It is a six-issue arc, so it's not too late to jump on, have that whole thing, and be there from uh, day one all the way through the end of that Hill, Hill imprint arc. Harleen, number three of three. Of course, that black imprint book, um, $8 book. Mm. So if you're on that or have enjoyed that, I think these are some good-looking covers as well on these ones. Uh, don't forget this third book and make sure you're in on them. I might get that um, Infinity Crisis dollar book. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever read that one. I might, I've heard great things about Infinity Crisis. Like that's, oh, that's Infinite Crisis. Infinite, yeah. Is it also great? <laughs> <laughs> For a dollar, it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. I've heard good things about crisis stuff. Except for Heroes of Crisis. Except you don't hear a lot of good yeah, stuff no, about no, no. that. New Year's Evil, number one. Oh, this is their probably their one shot. Yeah, $10 book. This is their seasonal thing they do with a bunch of different creators and everything they've done for every season since the beginning of time. Are we excited that John Constantine is coming back? This time, uh, written by Cy Spurrier. With oh my the, goodness. He really is the, uh, the Moon Knight of DC. No, he had a 300 issue one. He right. did. That's right. That's, he had a big run. Moon Knight would uh, kill for a 300 yeah, issue run. That's true. Um, yeah, so they, they're bringing him back pretty quickly after a long, long run. So um, we'll see how that goes. And we'll see if we can season that into a Justice League Dark or anything else again. Yeah. Well, I think he's in Justice League Dark. Are, is there a Justice League Dark at the moment? I don't think there is. Well, there's a Justice League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there is. Okay, yeah, yeah. It has like Detective Chimp and Constantine's mm-hmm. in it and yep. Swamp Thing. and I think so. Maybe not. Maybe it's over. Anything else in DC? No. All right, let's head on down and see what IDW has for it. I forgot they were doing Cobra Kai Karate Kid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first issue was pretty good. I liked it. Spinning off, of course, another Crow series. Another Star Trek series. TMNT finishing up their their TMNT series yep and that's it so moving on to Image Uh, Curse Words reached its 25th issue that's kind of nice that's like I think that's like the old 60 Mm -hmm. uh, image you know or Vertigo celebrate the quarter century yeah we've got a uh Lazarus sighting. So Lazarus Risen number three. This is it's a quarterly book. Yeah, I was gonna say quarterly. Uh, it's a quarterly book, but it's not three times the size. It's twice the size of a normal mm-hmm. issue. So you wait 
three months for a, for two issues basically. So it's a it's a cadence they can keep up with. Uh, I don't necessarily like the format. Yeah, I'd I'd still rather have two twenty four issue comics mm-hmm. um, every month and a half. Uh, in my mind, I'd, I'd like it that way, but um, it's still great to have Lazarus around. I hope he keeps doing them, um, and it it doesn't um, it doesn't do so poorly that he just stops. Because yeah. I think this is something you can write forever, like we thought you could do with Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they created a post-apocalyptic entire world based yeah. on all the different families and all the yeah. different relationships that happen with that. And- and it's not oversaturated. He, no, you know when he, well, he did do a little, some source books. And stuff. I was going to say you yeah. can see just the amount of time he's put yeah. into every aspect of this, based on the, the source books and the fact that there are twelve different families, and he has written a history for each different family mm-hmm. and how they, you know, who's who's got what alliances and things like that. That you can write these things forever, and they're worth writing forever. Yeah. All right, that all for image. Yes. Marvel time. Is it? <laughs> Conan twenty ninety nine, Conan Serpent Wars, Fantastic Four Grand Design. A lot of a lot of twenty ninety nine yeah. stuff. Marauders was very well received and it's in second printing. And the third issue is also available for Final order. Mm-hmm. That Punisher does seem like a good option. Yeah. One of what the ept- epting variant looks like. I gotta take a look at that yeah. one. Really. We have Ghost Spider number four. The variant print is a Bengal 2099 variant. I wonder if that's the first time we're seeing Ghost Spider 2099. So I'm curious about that. Oh, cool. Yeah, Star Wars number one facsimile. Yeah. That's tempting, just to have a nice crisp copy. As we say, because they got one, but it ain't crisp. No. More Carnage, Screams, Curse of Carnage, number one. Punisher 2099, sounds like it could be kind of cool. Thor Worthy, I seem to have missed that one. This is Walt Simonson writing it, with Kim Jacinto uh, doing the cover, and Ron Friends on interior arts art um old school thor there you go so aaron jason aaron has kind of written his last thor put that to bed it's no unworthy no female thor just og thor so let's let's give walt simonson the reins back for a little while and let him do something there you go man a lot of true believers star wars stuff yeah because this stuff is this stuff coming out in december no, uh, it's coming out. Yeah, December fourth. Yep. So it's coming out a couple weeks before the movie hits. Makes sense. Uh, let's see. More Venom. Black Web of Black Widow. That's fourth issue. Uh, not doing much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seem to be enjoying the new X Men launch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to a second printing after launching pretty well. And uh, the third issue of X-Men is available. 
That's kind of all I see in Marvel. Yep, that's all I got as well. Let's head on down and see what Boom has. Uh, Boom has a Folklords five issue, first issue of a, of a, folk, of a five issue miniseries, and it doesn't it's have. It's a second print, so that came out already. Oh, yeah, that's a second print. Yeah. That's right. I think we had this as a pick mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago. Which means since it's going to be a second print, we did well. I wonder what, so they don't have the, the cover listed, so that must mean it's a new cover? I would think. Yeah. Nice. Opportunity there. Uh, Money Shot went to a second printing. That was one of my picks. Yeah, and there's a uh, Black Bag Burnham variant for five ninety nine for Money Shot, which seems kind of interesting. Ooh. Yeah. But it, they add two bucks to it. Yeah. So... I don't think I, I don't do that. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember the folk lords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it had that really cool Dan Mora. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got in Boom. That's the first issue for Rye down in Val- in Valiant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a relaunch. Bloodshot did really well with its relaunch, so I would expect Rye to do really well as well. There you go. As well. Huh. Expect them to relaunch everything. Uh huh. And uh, that is all for the FOC for yeah. me. All for myself as well. Let's shoot on over to our sneak peek at next week. Yeah, we don't have any uh, eBay-based comics today. Nothing from cover price to really talk about. So let's just go ahead and jump right into our sneak peek. Uh, see what's going on there. Uh, see what is coming out on the week of November sixth. November sixth. There we go. November sixth, two thousand nineteen. Let's start where we always start. In image. I am current on Deadly Class now. Forty one. Um, I burned through one of the 40 big issues. dogs of Image at forty one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the leaders in the clubhouse now. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, Death Death or Glory's finishing up with its sixth issue. Um, there's an image first compendium volume three they keep cranking these out which is a collection of first issues of some of their titles which is mm-hmm. kind of cool um, manifest destiny gets its 38th issue so hey, that's kind of cool they must know what they're doing if they're starting to smoke that out all the time now too yeah it's great got spawn 300 with a third printing of course spawn 300 they're doing all these different colored mm-hmm. printings of the one that looks like spider-man 300 Oh, nice. They're, they're uh, just changing the collars, and they're just going to crank those out till we hit 100, I think. And I can't say that. I'm like... Uh, Undiscovered Country, number one. Uh, this was... This was out a while ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Why is this in here now? Was it already out? Or was that just a preview in the back? Page? I thought that was... I thought that was... Yeah, we talked about it several times. I thought so weird and that is all I'm seeing from image yeah so what, what was the thing with Undiscovered Country I know we had a uh, it's weird right <coughs> a, it's got an August and a September um, I'm pretty sure I read it <coughs> Yeah. maybe I read it digitally and it never came out on print I don't know Weird. Yeah, I feel like that's been our pick before. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. All right, down to Dark Horse. 
Okay, Crown number one. This is Dennis Culver and Justin Greenwood. Uh, Justin Greenwood did Stumptown. He did Last Siege. He did that Fuse book I really liked. Mm, oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm a big fan of his. Um, this doesn't look like my wheelhouse like from a writing standpoint. I'm not sure who Dennis Culver did. Burnouts. Oh, I like Burnouts. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... a. Uh, Let's see, the sword savior and champion of men, once known as Bloody Bliss, is now nothing more than a reclusive old crone. Does she have the strength to answer the call for one last adventure? Eh. Eh. Equal parts <laughs> Unforgiven and Xena Warrior Princess, two things that I don't nope. think go together at all. <laughs> that doesn't sweeten the pot. Uh, but I, I might check out this first one just for the Justin Greenwood. Yeah, crone or crony or whatever it is. You think it's crony? I don't know. Well, she looked like an old crony to me. It's crone. I'm pretty sure it's crone. Uh, it's not a weird weird wired type situation anything else Uh, Ruby Falls that first issue was really good Um, this is uh, Andesente and you know me I don't really like her stuff very much Mm -mm. and so for me to like this uh, (laughs) saying something (laughs) saying something right but I really really dug it I thought that first issue was great if you can still find that, please do. And IDW? Yes. Nothing. Nothing at all. Down to DC. Ooh, the acetate cover for Batman 82. There's your dollar comic version of Flashpoint there. There you go. <laughs> you were just talking about Flashpoint. Uh-huh. Gen Lock number one. Uh, Dan Moore cover, which is always nice. Oh, yeah. Um, is this something that's coming out of... Yeah, we uh, we talked about this at the FOC. I thought it looked very interesting. We did, Genlock? Yeah. On the FOC, not on the actual. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Legion of Superheroes. This is... Um, people have been waiting for this for a long time, Kyle. Mm-hmm. There are some Legion of Superheroes super fans out there. And this is Brian Michael Bendis. This is Ryan Sook. Yep. People want have been clamoring for this for a long time. We've been leading up to we had some prequel issues. Um, this should sell well, right? Absolutely. Heck yeah. Um, and then get canceled shortly thereafter? <laughs> or will you think it'll, have some, think it'll have some staying power? Maybe. I mean, could people have been wanting Bendis this has from, a story. It's true. It's Bendis. You should have a nice long, long leash. But I'm yeah, glad it's finally out, and now we can move on to something else uh, that people pine for. There you go. We got a thirty dollars hardcover for Superman Year One. Wow, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that a lot. Teen Titans Go, Giant Number One. Is that a uh, Walmart? Yeah. Looks like a no-brainer, but it, I bet it, it's really good. It does reprint tales from Teens Titan Go, uh, number one through three. There you go. And some Marvel ads for us. I'm enjoying the Black Cat series. It's on its sixth issue. It's been pretty good. I really, I really like the first issue of Doctor Doom, so I am psyched for this second issue. 
Covers have been nice on Black Cat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Doctor Doom has been. I heard good things. I can't wait to read that. Yeah, it was good. New Mutants number one, Art Germ. Mm. Old Man Quill is on its 11th issue. He's only got one more left. That means it's the penultimate. So yeah, there's a really nice Art Germ version of that New Mutants number one. Nice. We've got Spider-Man and Venom in Double Trouble number one of four with Mariko Tamaki doing the writing and Guri Hurry on art. Hurry Her? Guri Haru. Oh, see, this looks kitty. Well, I don't want anything. I don't. You don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with that. I think every time it says double trouble, that's, that's some kind of yeah. younger thing. But we just heard it's a growing market. It's true. So maybe they should do more of these. It's true. It's very true. Oh, okay. So in our FOC, I was going past Yondu number, number two thinking, oh, man, I. Missed out on Yondu number one, but here it is, Yondu number one. Yeah. Based on that cover, though, it doesn't look like the that movie version. an awful-looking cover. Yeah. The B cover's a little better, the Pacheco. Yeah. So, yeah. Could be interesting, five-issue art based on Yondu. Of course, mm-hmm. super popular from his uh, movie adaptation. Michael Rooker played him, of course. Yep. yep. And, of course, one of the original members of the... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy before the current iteration that we have. Really? Yeah. Alright, anything else in Marvel? No. Right, let's dig through some of the smaller stuff. I don't have anything in Dynamite either. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything until uh, Boom. Yep. Where I'm looking at this BB Free, number one, as a 12 issue series. Uh, BB Free broadcasts her underground radio show from her remote swamp community. She has no idea. She's actually the chosen one. This is written by Gabby Rivera with art by Royal Dunlap. I'm going to sample it. I'm not in it for the long haul unless it's good. But we shall see. But I want to check it out. We have The Magicians, number one, from uh, Lilia Sturgis with Pious Back on art. Meet the new class of Break Bills College. Do you remember a long time ago when you picked Once in Future as our as our yeah. spec peak pick of the week? Uh-huh. Um, guess what printing it's on now? Uh, what is it? Seventh. Seventh, and they've been some cool covers. They're switching the covers up every single time. So they're on the seventh printing for Once yeah. in Future. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think that Magicians is a, a, an already title. That's Existing there. thing, yeah. yeah. Back half. Yep. Uh, deceased finished, by the way. Yep. Oh, I was man. hearing all about it. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Didn't, so not that happy ending you were looking for. No. 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 We didn't pull any punches. But on I, that. I like that they're willing to do that kind of stuff. And black label. Yeah. Is it black label? No, it's not. No. But it's kind of black label. It's it's uh, dark multiverse or not dark? It, no, it isn't even dark multiverse. I don't think. It's uh, yeah, just well, they can't let that be canon. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's Elseworld in general. Yeah. 
But it's cool. They just wrote good, interesting stuff. It was what one through five. Yeah. Plus, they did that sixth offshoot issue. And I thought they did two. Yeah, they did two, a couple. Two five or six issue series, mm-hmm. but it was really great. Um, Dog Eaters number one from Antarctic Press is written by Malcolm Wong with an, with art by Gilmer. Jesus, Guy Elmer. I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Help me. Guillermo. Guillermo. Jeez. Guillermo Angel, or on hell, maybe. Uh, adapted from the screenplay that took three awards at Screen Printing X05. Remember that? No. No, me neither. And uh, so it's a failed screenplay. <laughs> Let's try it in comics. Let's try it in comics. Maybe we'll get our movie made that there way. Heist, number one, How to Steal a Planet. Cover A from Vault Comics, Paul Tobin. And Aruna Susini with art. Welcome to the planet Heist. It's the cutthroat capital of the entire Nehring system. Home to billions of the worst men and women in the galaxy. Uh, it's Ocean's Eleven, but in space. Nice. From Stranger Comics, uh, Niobe, she is death number one. Uh, with the world divided, who do you turn to? In the sequel to Niobe, she has life. <laughs> a bounty has been put on the young savior's head. This is written by Sebastian Jones, uh, with art by Sheldon Mitchell. Were you still reading Punchline? No. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Shoplifters will be. Uh, liquidated, liquidated number two. Yeah, that was, we've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, the first issue was really good. Really set the stage for what this world is. And I'm looking forward to seeing where the second issue goes. It's from Aftershock. Yeah. Voidwalker, number one. We talked about this. I remember on the FOC a bit. Uh, from Al- your boys at Alterna Comics. Trying again here. Was it 150? Yep, I wonder whatever happened with their plan to put spinner racks in Dollar Generals with filled with alternate comics. I mean, is that sure it's dead, all, right? So uh, that's dead, right? Because they they're not there. They're yeah. not there. So there's nine hundred Dollar Generals and everywhere. Yeah, we got Wretches number one from Scout Comics. That's a pretty good looking book there. Four dollars. James Roche with. Salo Farias, alone in the tough streets of an alien city far from the lifeless planet they once called home, siblings Shay and Sean spend their youth struggling to survive, still suffering emotionally from the loss of everything they'd ever known and loved. Shay and Sean have nothing else in the universe but each other. Forever outrunning the horrors of their past, they survive the only way they know how, by hunting and killing sentient robots for profit. That's awesome. I like this. It looks, it's a good-looking cover. Uh, the person doing the cover art, it looks like maybe be doing the interiors as well. Uh, yeah, that looks awesome. Nice. And that's it. That's it. Yep. So, Drew, this is for the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's your one book to make sure you head to your local comic book shop to say, this is probably the book I'm going to make sure I get before anybody else gets their grubby little paws on it? Oh, man. This is, uh, I gotta put my money where my mouth is, huh? Mm hmm. Shoot. You know, I'm gonna, I, 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 I can't do it. I was gonna ride the Immortal Hulk train for another week. Absolutely. 
I don't think I can do it. What came of that big issue? We had to get issue with the the, the oversized extra money issue. Has that come out yet? It has. Nothing. Nothing. They lied to us. It, 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 it hasn't. It hasn't hit fire quite yet. Um, I might have to go with Crone from Dark Horse. There you go. I might have that might have to be my pick. Drew picks Crone from Dark Horse. I am enamored with this Wretches from Scout Comics. Wretches number one, Scout Comics. So maybe a little more difficult for you to find if you get a smaller LCS. But if you have someone larger, uh, make sure that you're there early on Wednesday and get that copy in case they only got a couple on those. Um, because it sounds like a pretty interesting story with pretty good top-notch art. Um, I've done well with a couple Scout Comics in the past, so <laughs> that bodes well for me. So... I'm going to give a shout out to Wretches, number one. Not a book that we were even seeing in the FOC, so while we get a little reliant on the FOC, these are the kind of things that fall through that crack, and you got to make sure you're checking your previews for or getting there real early. What was the publisher? Scout. I don't know if they are on FOC. They might not I, be. Well, I don't remember seeing this book on FOC when we come through it. It's well, it's the first issue. Uh-huh. But, like, I don't... Oh, you don't ever remember seeing it? I don't remember uh, talking uh, about it, because normally yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember us talking about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. But not so much on these kind of things. So that's awesome. So always great reasons to head to your FOC or your LCS bright and early on Wednesday, that first lovely comic book day. Um, and Drew and I have given you a couple things. If you disagree with this, and there's a couple other things in here that you want, if you uh, were able to, if you're, what was it? Everybody's excited for the league. Legion, was it? Yeah, Legion Superheroes. If you're big into Legion, uh, make sure you tell us how excited you are for this Legion and uh, if it's hitting on the cylinders you want it to. Or if you picked up um, Wretches number one and you said, Kyle, you've led me astray, don't ever do that again. Drop us a line as well. Um, we want to continue to hear more people with their comic book pet peeves or comic shop pet peeves. Uh, let us know more on those. I always love to hear those things or anything else you'd like us to know. Please be part of the podcast by writing or finding us on Twitters, Instagrams, Facebooks, and anything else. So thank you so much for Drew and for myself. See ya.